Hey there! Welcome to Sky Gems Academy podcast. At Sky Gems Academy, our vision is to build a community of new generation leaders with strong core values, high level of self awareness, high self worth, and passionate individuals who will give back to the community and the environment. We are focused on delivering high quality blended online learning of 21st century life skills delivered and taught online, practiced and perfected offline. Our philosophy is to inspire, educate, and nurture. We work towards inspiring and igniting sparks. We listen, we coach, we fine tune, and accelerate the mastery of 21st century life skills for various age groups. Our blended learning programs are curated from the early years to above 60 years old, as we believe in providing high quality, lifelong learning for everyone. SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1. How COVID-19 Transformed the Education Industry We will take you inside the minds and behind the scenes of 40 exclusive leaders and educators in the education industry. We've interviewed 40 exclusive educators and leaders in the education industry worldwide, starting with China where the pandemic initially started. You will hear from the leaders in the education industry sharing candidly their views on the possible changes that will take place in the education industry post-COVID-19. Be sure to tune in to SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1 to listen and learn from the amazing stories, experiences shared, challenges faced, and techniques used by educators in different cities and countries to adapt and overcome their challenges personally as well as professionally in their respective roles in the education industry during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, Let's dive in to SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1. Introducing to you our host, Alyssa. Hey guys, it's Alyssa. Hope everyone is keeping well. SkyGems Academy Podcast is a passion project that my team and I kicked off in early 2020. As we are all facing the unprecedented events and experiences impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, we find that there is an urgent need to unite the global community of educators and leaders to progress forward together. Our main objective is to create a platform for all global leaders and global communities to come together to document these historic moments for our future generations. SkyGems Academy podcast is a platform for everyone from all around the world to share, listen, learn, communicate, collaborate, and come together to network and help one another to pull through this very challenging period that has impacted the global community. In each episode of SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1, How COVID-19 Transformed the Education Industry, you will find yourself immersed and engaged in in-depth discussions and thought leadership in various aspects of education, technology, humanity, diversity, disparity, and collaborations in the education space. Our distinguished speakers also shared interesting stories, techniques, information, and experiences with regards to COVID-19 pandemic and its impact to each speaker 
and to the education industry. We trust that you will find great value, insights and learnings from our 40 exclusive speakers in each episode of Sky Gems Academy Podcast Series 1. We are very grateful and sincerely appreciate each and every one of you who has motivated us, encouraged us, contributed in your own very special ways, especially our 40 exclusive guest speakers from all around the world. A big thank you to all and a big shout out to all of you. I am pleased to introduce you to our passionate and distinguished guest speaker for Sky Gems Academy Podcast Series 1, Episode 5, DK Felix O. Here's some key highlights of Felix's sterling track records. DK Felix O is a lecturer at the University of Nigeria, Nuska, and currently a researcher at Fudan University, Shanghai, China where he is developing a model that explains how managers, policymakers, and researchers can use transformational learning to promote environmental sustainability practices among individuals and in different societies. Felix also has experience in educational test and assessment. For example, he had developed a manual for assessing psychomotor ICT information and communication technology, competencies for junior secondary school 3, JS3, students in Inugu State, Nigeria. He is passionate about topics and educational contents that promotes critical thinking and pro-environmental behaviour change for sustainability. Thank you, Felix, for all the hard work, the driver and inspiration behind all that you are doing. In his leisure time, Felix likes playing football, reading articles and travelling. I quote and unquote DK Felix. The world has moved on. The new normal is you have to flow with the change. You have to simply adapt. Now, let's tune in to Sky Gems Academy podcast episode 5 for DK Felix's podcast. Let's go. Today, we are very fortunate and very honoured to have Mr. DK Felix all the way from Nigeria, now in Shanghai, China, to introduce himself to you. Over to you, Felix. Welcome to the show. All right, Alisa, thank you very much for the opportunity to uh, speak to your audience through the wonderful work you're doing. My name is DK Felix. I'm a Nigerian. My early career in teaching and lecturing started actually in Nigeria. And, but over the years, I've moved to China, precisely in Shanghai, where I carry out my research activities. I still lecture in the University of Nigeria, in Soka. I've, uh, over quite some time, over years, um, taught many students, and um, I've had so many also interactions on uh, topical issues revolving around education. And uh, of course, many of them have been in conferences. So I'm very happy to speak to the audience to talk to us this today about some of the issues that we'll be discussing. So thank you very much once again, Alisa. Thank you, Felix. I really appreciate your time and your generosity in sharing your experiences and your knowledge as well as what you have seen so far. Thank you for that. 
You're welcome. Thank you. Felix, I do understand that right now you are in Shanghai. I do understand that during the pandemic when it first started off in China, you were also in Shanghai. Maybe uh, it would be nice to really hear from you. How did it all started for you and how do you feel about the whole COVID-19 pandemic? Okay, um I had mixed feelings about the COVID-19. Actually, when the news first broke out, it was on the 31st actually of December last year. Uh, we saw in the mm. local news about uh, clusters of pneumonia cases that uh, was reported in Wuhan, Hubei yep. province. As at that time, it was okay and normal. We were still going uh, about our normal businesses. Of course, uh, being in the academia, we've read quite some uh, reports coming out about a public concern about um, some cases being reported in hospitals, pneumonia that uh, doctors don't really know what it is and uh, perhaps an effective uh, medicine or therapy to cure the disease. So, but over time, the cases continue to increase. And um, I think it was on the 23rd of January when uh, the World Health Organization declared the virus outbreak a public health concern that many persons began to take very serious notice about the dangers that uh, is being posed by this pandemic. And as at that time, it was still a relatively okay and normal in Shanghai. Personally, I began to feel cautious because of the level of interventions and the policies that the government, the Chinese government put in place, putting the lockdown on Wuhan. Of course, you can imagine the outbreak must have been very serious to warrant such policy. So yes. as at that time, we also had noticed from various publications that we are coming up that this very virus is quite very tricky. One of the major challenges had been its ability to spread rapidly. It's very contagious, highly contagious. So it was a a very serious concern. In Shanghai, I have been in Shanghai throughout the period of the pandemic. And in Shanghai, very few weeks later, we had, uh, of course, the policy affected Shanghai. We had the lockdown as well. Yes. And um, we continue to follow um, both the local news and scientific publications um, in trying to understand what the disease, the pandemic is all about. And of course, how to react to issues concerning that. So it's been quite kind of a mixed feeling. But right now, I think the feeling is much more relaxed. People are getting back to their normal businesses, perhaps in China and in Shanghai, because uh, we still hear of some cases, even increasing in some countries, like in some African countries. Mm -hmm. uh, like in Nigeria, we still have uh, the cases increasing. So this morning, mm. we've recorded close to 7,000 cases. Uh, this was compared to about 5,000 cases we had last week. The curve, like we all know, for the pandemic is beginning to flatten for some uh, very important countries, like in the US and even in Italy, and in some European countries. Um, we are seeing the spread beginning to take a slow tangent. So we are hopeful that perhaps in not very long from now, um, we'll begin to have very much positive news. So with this, the feeling is we are beginning to get more comfortable and uh, less concerned, unlike it used to be when the emergency started, the virus broke out. Yeah, it is really um, worrying initially, I believe, and you're in China, that it's all started off. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure China is actually well prepared now. Um, look at the, the situation in China now, right? I saw the news today 
um, I think it's uh, zero cases for China, completely zero now. For some days now, it's been very perfect reports about the new cases, especially in mm. in, um, in yes. Wuhan, where the cases started. And um, of course, it's also very important to mention here that most of the cases we've seen recently in China had been cases of uh, persons that came into China, and uh, most of them had been in recent time. And um, it's not yet time to start celebrating uh, 100% because mm. the authorities are still watching closely to see if there will be any rebound or if there will be any setbacks, especially um, reports lying around in some unconfirmed cases about some persons that had tested positive before, but they later uh, were killed and discharged testing positive again. So these kind of uh, issues need to be quite looked at and um, the authorities are closely monitoring the situation. For example, here in Shanghai, in Fudan, international students are not yet fully allowed to start going back to their labs and to start integrating fully, although very many other aspects of uh, business and business are now going back to their workplaces. Mm -hmm. But you know, the authorities are closely watching to see if there will be any setback so that they can easily arrest the situation. Yeah, so I think it, being cautious and uh, careful is, uh, is a good thing to do right now due to the uncertainty very, of the yeah, situation. Very important. Yes, absolutely. What are the challenges or some of the challenges that you faced during this uh, pandemic period, Felix? I think one of the major challenges uh, most teachers or uh, researchers have faced during this pandemic had been the feeling that our social life is being taken away from us. Uh, this may be surprising to you, but to some persons, it's also a positive news. The mm. fact uh, that um, with the lockdown policy, movement and uh, events are being restricted to only take place online. So this yes. has been uh, relatively a challenge. There were so many conferences I would have attended that were cancelled uh, because of the challenge. Uh, some of them are within China, some of them outside China. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, with this kind of policies, you will see slowdown in various economic activities and uh, various economic sectors. Uh, but however, looking at um, research for me, because I'm, of course, a yes. researcher, I think one of the challenges I also have come to um, realize with this is, it, I call it a tacit, and many, many workers or perhaps many professionals may not be aware of this, having to sit down at a spot to work for long hours. Um, this has posed some kind of challenge with uh, maybe if you are not careful with your health status or perhaps with your cardiovascular system and stuff like that, you may not really notice mm. that you have this spine is taking a lot of weight, having to sit down on one spot for long hours. And, um, you know, the dangers it may also pose to the eyes looking into a very right system for also long hours. Yes. These are some of the passive challenges that may not be, you know, appreciated at the immediate. But in the long run, these challenges may begin to surface. So I am aware of this and I try also to look at how to, you know, balance the, the situation. But apart from this, generally it also has come with its positives because I will tell you, Alisa, mm -hmm. it's, on, it curtailed some unnecessary um, outgoings. That is true. Okay? It, it, it curtailed some, uh, you know, some unnecessary distractions, except mm -hmm. the have distractions you will have with your cell phone. 
So it gave a lot of researchers more time yes. to be able to do some work. So it's both positive and uh, negative. But on the challenge side, I think the second challenge about the dangers with health, yeah, maybe even more glaring than we may think of now. So I hope a lot of persons will take note of these very important points and make sure they balance their work with exercise, trying to go out from time to time, going outside to take a walk or just climbing the staircase or even just taking a, you know, a fresh breath and then you can come back and continue from where you stop. It's important to uh, have a fine balance between isolation and uh, some uh, self-time as well as beneficial for your health, right? I, I, I fully appreciate that. And uh, what we're trying to do here, likewise, is the same. Try to balance that. But it's not easy, it, but it's doable. Yeah, perhaps yeah. good to hear from you, uh, Felix. What do you do to adapt? And you know, how do you overcome those challenges? That'll be interesting to hear. Okay, I've mentioned some of them. I think this period gave me more opportunity to read a lot about things that I have very limited knowledge. For example, having to read more books and having to also appreciate some other research findings by some other scientists uh, around the world. And um, coping with the challenge has, you know, the news we, we get from local media and from some credible international media outlets have been quite useful. There has been recently very rapid increase in the number of webinars that are being organized online. Mm-hmm. And these are some of the ways that we've been ex- escaping burden or have been coping with the, uh, the isolation policies. We have a lot of agencies and organizations that will want to have us participate in this program or in that program. Most of them very educated. This has been um, one of the ways that we've been coping with the the policy of isolation and, and the stay-at-home policy. And again, um, I would like to also give this tip. This may be a very interesting opportunity for a lot of, especially students, to take up an online program, especially online programs that are directly related to their career path. It could be some maybe programs that are as simple as just learning Python, if, if one is not very conversant with that already, or programming. Yes. And, and yes, and because we have a lot of time at home during this period. And of course, even though in some countries they are already relaxing the policies that persons can go out, but this is uh, a very good opportunity to take advantage of the stay at home. If you can learn many, I think that would be fantastic. But at least um, being able to pick few courses that will really be directly beneficial to the person's career path, especially in the future, will be very, very important and very, very useful for the, the person. Some individuals can as well pick some good books to read mm. and uh, get more knowledge about things that they have limited knowledge about. Definitely a good time to, uh, to, to learn new things, challenge ourselves, and also uh, do things that we couldn't use to do previously because of uh, limited time. Now we have more time. I think uh, you're right, Felix. I think learning, uh, continuous learning, lifelong learning is a very important part that we have to continue to take positive and initiative to move forward on this. Thank you for uh, highlighting it, yeah. uh, Yes, Alisa. I want to also chip in very, very Mm. quickly. I have some of my students that are already married with kids who Mm. call in and and say, oh, this is a wonderful opportunity for us to spend good time with our children. And uh, it's a very 
you know, it's a lovely thing that we have parents having to sit at home and you have all the time to spend with your kids. Let these kids learn new things from you. I have um, a friend that called him from UK and mm -hmm. um, he was saying that, wow, this is a life changer for him because um, normally he lives at the suburb of, um, of London. He would normally travel two hours to his workplace. Wow. And he would spend four or five days at the heart of the city where his workplace is located and would normally only go home during weekends because of the uh, relatively higher cost of living at the yes. city center. So he had been living like this for many years. But because of the lockdown, the company made a policy that you can actually work from home. And for him, he realized his children have been missing a lot from him because he had time to really speak with them, get to know them better, and they get to know <laughs> they get to wow. know their parents, get to know new things about their parents. And there are some things he will share. I never knew my child was this bright or perhaps could be this, uh, could be <laughs> this expressive. Mm -hmm. But because the time had not been there. Mm. And if we had little time to go on vacation, we would normally choose places that are very, you know, activity packed. Maybe yes. going to travel to another country to see some new environments. And of course, most times we spend even uh, the vacation learning things about the nature than getting to learn intricate values and traits about our children. So this is very also useful opportunity for parents to spend time with their children. Very important. Those are precious times and precious memories for everyone. Yeah. Well said. And thank you for sharing that story and experience that you had from your friend. Appreciate that. Uh, for yourself, Felix, what are the lessons that you learned during this period? To be very frank, um, Franklin said, do not waste a useful crisis. One thing I've come to learn with this pandemic is the ability of man to innovate quickly in a very dire situation like this. You can imagine when we had the total lockdown on various at country levels. Yes. And of course, students were worried about their thesis, about their defense, about how can we reconcile a lot of the activities in school going on. But just suddenly we began to innovate. And today, we are having our thesis defense online. So many schools have already adopted that practice. And so the ability of man to really innovate quickly, given their situation, is very important. Do not underestimate um, the power of uh, critical thinking and uh, the ability of man to rise up to their challenges uh, like this. This has been a very important lesson. And... Um, for me personally, I've learned that it is important to get comfortable with change. Mm -hmm. um, initially, at the beginning of the pandemic, it wasn't easy having to change work schedule, um, working pattern, because normally I will wake up in the morning, take a light shower, and um, at least do some 15 minutes work before I will take the transport to my workplace. And of course, with this, you get some fresh air and exercise. So... Yes. With the shift in the work routine, it was a little bit challenging and stressful, but I got used to the change. I discovered that with time, I even began to achieve more in terms of workload. Um, because whenever we have a shift or a change in our habitual activities, in things we normally do, because of the immediate change, we, our bodies would normally react to 
the discomfort that comes with change. Yes. But over time, the relaxes and the body adapts to these discomforts and will begin to uh, become even more productive. So I'm um, learning to see change as normal or getting comfortable. I'll call it getting comfortable with change. It's very important. So this has been key. Um, the sooner a person gets comfortable with change, there could be various levels or kinds of change. The sooner the person gets comfortable with this change, uh, the better he will not lose a lot of time to some distractions and some, some stress that will culminate to unproductivity. So these are very important. Yeah. And uh, of course, this is also it's very important to be able to deal with the mental stress that comes with this. Sometimes when we have um, a change in a situation that brings some level of uncertainty about the future, it brings some level of stress to the brain that uh, you'll see a lot of students begin to complain, even begin to, to voice out these triplets, uh, you know, these tiny, tiny discomforts and stress be beginning to manifest in actions. Mm. But be mindful of that. You better, you better manage your mood and the emotions. So I think for me, it's been very, very interesting moment because initially it was stressful, but I found that over time that I became even more productive because I simply had to adapt to, you know, staying, uh, working from home and also meeting up with deadlines and targets. So it's been, it's been very, very also interesting. Very interesting indeed. Uh, embrace change. Yeah, Felix, I think that's what the key is to all of us need to be aware that change is mm. constant. We will be mm. uncomfortable to start off, but mm. the sooner we get comfortable, the better for all of us. <laughs> and uh, embrace exactly. it. <laughs> embrace it. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And, um, and for Felix, for yourself uh, in the education industry, how do you see the change will take place post-COVID-19? I, I know there's changes already happening right now, but how would you see the future in education? Alisa, um, I have to be very candid with you on this part, and I love to speak on this. We've never really appreciated the, how valuable visual learning mm -hmm. could be to education and education sector. I've worked in the education sector for relatively close to 15 years, starting from teaching as a secondary school teacher up till now, we've um, got used to having physical contact with our learners. However, the future belongs to those who have mastery of using innovative online teaching platforms and various kinds of visual learning mediums. This is the future. I will give you two instances. Um, Fudan University is one of the top-ranked universities in China and in Asia. During the COVID, at the onset, as late February, most of the courses offered in the school had been um, on physical contact with very, very few, I think very limited courses, um, where teachers will have to meet students online. Mm. But as we speak today, the school has already integrated using online teaching methods simultaneously uh, with the physical contact. Of course, right now, uh, the physical contact is not happening because of COVID. 
But the policy has been made that even beyond for COVID, moving forward, it will now become a relatively permanent mode of teaching that mm. professors will integrate both the online teaching uh, medium with the physical contact. Now, this is um, just one example to see how the COVID has really triggered this very important change in teaching methodology for the school. And in various, in various uh, universities around the world who have this similar situation. Now, I, I do not have the right statistics, but between 30th of January till now, uh, being uh, May, we've had many online learning platforms beginning to gain popularity and many of them also gaining a lot of patronage because learners simply have to adapt and cope with learning online. So definitely beyond COVID, many learners must have got used to this method of teaching mm. and it definitely will continue that way. One of the very interesting, very important aspects of uh, online teaching, it gives the teachers the opportunity to really be able to manage their time comfortably in a systematic manner because perhaps some, you don't have to worry about much of uh, classroom management techniques and perhaps to spend more time um, trying to manage physical contact or perhaps some of the activities that maybe might have been happening physically in a classroom. So the lectures are usually, it, it gives the teacher more room to be able to give out content that they have. So I think the future is, um, of course, the physical contact. But when we look at education at basic level, at lower level, at secondary school level, and early childhood education. This is where we have challenge because the children need to develop not only on their cognitive uh, areas of uh, child development, they also need to develop emotionally. And these aspects of uh, very important domains of learning usually are better managed on physical interactions and having physical contacts with uh, tutors and teachers. Having said this, like I said before, Science has not stopped innovating. Perhaps we'll have an innovation that will be able to provide some solace in kind of providing empathy and some good values that will make up for the absence of physical contact. If it will be, if it will be extremely necessary future for um, children or for um, learners at this level. But like I say. Responding to your question, Alisa, yes. the future of education is actually going to be in using visual learning classrooms, using online learning platforms. We have quite a number of them, and some of them have become quite very popular these days. So this is um, what I am project. I personally am seeing the future of education in this dimension. And I think it will be very, very uh, wise, especially young learners, to take advantage of the situation, to get themselves um, equipped with um, advanced skills on how to either teach or enhance their learning capacities online or be able to organize some kind of online learning um, mediums and uh, platform for their peers and also for perhaps their friends. Wow, the future of online education moving forward is going to be uh, massive. 
And also we do have to remember, as you said, the visualization part and also the personal touch are equally important. It's also, again, fine balance between these two, how to make it a success for everyone. Yes. Excellent. Well, thank you, Felix. What would your new normal be? Would there be a new normal for yourself? Definitely. <laughs> Just like I mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> I think it will be very living in the past for anybody to think that we are going to get back to how things used to be. Um, the world has moved on. Mm. The new normal is you have to flow with the change. You have to simply adapt. Like I mentioned, most of us have taken to teaching online. What we used to do on face-to-face -face interaction with students, we now do them online. Normally, we need to begin to also get students to have developed confidence and be able to adapt quickly with this mode of contact with, with their tutors, their supervisors, and their teachers. And so for me, I've already adapted so much. I'm having to do my research and uh, interact with my students using various online media platforms. Does this have some impact with the practical uh, experiments and uh, perhaps the aspects of research that may involve physical contact? I think uh, perhaps minimally, but most of the things that also that can happen in physical contact can be done using simulations. We are also looking at this using media simulations, mm. simulating everything you wow. like to do on the system first so that you have to minimize contact. And of course, like I always am more optimistic that there may be some new inventions on even how to get to do some of these things better that may not necessarily involve physical contact, either with the materials that you need to use, or perhaps if it is individuals that will be involved in the research. So this is, mm. of course, a new normal, and we we'll have to live with this moving forward. Well, thank you for sharing your new normal to all of us, uh, Felix. Really appreciate that. And this is, I think, a very important, very important part of the episode today. We would actually love to know what would your message or messages be for the future generations. They will all benefit from your advice, for sure. I would like to say three things. The first is we need to maintain a positive mindset with every circumstance and situation that perhaps the post-COVID will present. A positive mindset is extremely important in overcoming perceived challenges that may we may even still face in the future. Um, for example, if we start getting a lot of students complaining more about lack of physical contact with perhaps their teachers, mm. and uh, we start seeing drops or achievements on students' uh, parts beginning to drop down, we may have to maintain positive mindsets and look forward to innovative solutions rather than looking backward, being pessimistic about that. Yeah. So on the part of students, it's also very important because at least I tell you, some students will come out mm -hmm. stronger yes. from the impact of COVID, while some students may come out affected more on the negative side coming out from COVID. So this is very important. Maintain a positive mindset. When you maintain a positive mindset about the situation, predisposes the person to 
be more productive mm-hmm. to be more productive yeah. so you would face less stress and you'll be more open to embrace innovative solutions that may be available so this is number one number two embrace change mm-hmm. embrace change and get familiar with numerous visual online um, both learning and teaching techniques that are valuable. If you go online, there are so many that has been shared by WHO, and uh, I think I saw a lot shared by Harvard University uh, on some of the free programs they even offer to students, and some of them are subscribed programs, so students can take advantage of this and equip themselves with better skills because we are not going, I do not envisage the world going back to uh, more contact in terms of uh, education moving forward. So mm-hmm. it will be to be on a safe side for students to take advantage of this period to equip themselves with advanced skills that they will not have challenges handling some of the softwares or perhaps getting comfortable with the, the online media uh, platforms to learn and also to interact, which is very important. One aspect that has been, one, one aspect of learning that's been very, very useful is uh, students having interactions, discussions, and sharing knowledge and information. For instance, uh, we do see a lot of times students who hang around cafe shops uh, to discuss on perhaps assignments or yes. to discuss on some topics. But with the COVID, these aspects of their lives have been taken away from them. So they can think of how to still organize these interactions online and still be able to leverage the medium to share information and uh, be able to solve problems. So this is the second take. Then I think um, for especially researchers, I think this could be um, a very important opportunity to to look at new and uh, perhaps better ways to engage learners because mm. as we seem to have focused on what the learners could do, um, a lot of teachers may not be aware that learners are finding this a new situation, a new challenge, so they have to bear with them. They have to be a little bit more patient to know that some of the learners may not be dealing with the situation the best way of the um, of the house may not be at their best. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a student that normally you will not miss deadlines, uh, but because of the COVID, he has been having challenges meeting um, some set deadlines to cover some tasks. And of course, um, while it, it's not useful to use the COVID as an excuse for laxity, teachers will try to also understand that learners may have a little bit more um, challenge or less resource as they used to have. So this is also very important for for teachers to be aware and uh, to take cognizance of that because um, sometimes when you put a lot of pressure on students, uh, instead of becoming more productive, they yeah. may begin to retrogress. Yes. They may become even less uh, productive. So mm. this is very important to look at. I believe uh, various authorities, uh, various agencies and uh, some governments are doing their best at this level to tackle the pandemic. It is also very important we do the need for in adhering to local authorities, trying to 
support uh, programs that are being dished out locally that the government believes will help to cope the situation. So these are very important things. I think uh, we all need to be watchful and uh, to take hope. Well, thank you. Thank you, uh, Felix, for giving such a wonderful message and messages to, to the younger generations, the future generations to come as to how um, yeah, we should embrace change, how we should have a positive mindset and how we should engage learners and each other as a community to make things better for all of us. Thank you. Thank you, Felix. Really, really appreciate all this uh, wonderful sharing from you and really appreciate your time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, DK Felix, lecturer of University of Nigeria and a researcher right now at Fudan University, Shanghai, China. Thank you, Felix. We look forward to talking to you again and have a wonderful time in Shanghai and look forward to meeting you real soon. Thank you, Alisa. Have a wonderful time too. Thank you, Felix. We hope you enjoyed today's episode at Sky Gems Academy Podcast Series 1 on the topic of how COVID-19 transformed the education industry. We trust that the podcast episode has provided a whole lot of value and insights to everyone who tuned in. If you enjoyed today's episode and you love the vision and mission of Sky Gems Academy, can you please help us to convince others to tune in to Sky Gems Academy Podcast too? Please kindly subscribe to Sky Gems Academy Podcast. Please also kindly leave a quick review and rate Sky Gems Academy Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Breaker and various Sky Gems Academy podcast channels. That would mean the world to us, so thank you so much for your support. Visit our website at www.skygemsacademy.com to find out more about our distinguished speakers and about Sky Gems Academy. We appreciate you and your continuous support. Thank you for tuning in to Sky Gems Academy podcast. Hi-fi and peace out!